We hold these truths to be self-evident. If our enemies dare to strike us, they and all who have aided them will face fearful consequences. The eyes of the world are upon you. You will bring about the destruction of the German war machine. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. Welcome over here to Speak the Truth Podcast. This is episode two, and it is actually August 30th, 2021. We find we actually did what we got approved. We got approved on Apple. I don't know if I'm on every single podcast hosting platform yet. I know it takes quite quite a few weeks to actually get it done, but we are we are doing it, and I will tell you guys this right now. We will at some point, uh, we will have guests on here as well. I will bring in some people. I was actually thinking about having a like a co-host as, with this thing. I was thinking about doing it with my the CEO of Guggen. I don't really know if he's going to have time to do it, but he would be a good one to have on. But I, I will for sure have guests on from time to time. And this will, at some point, this will be videoed. I mean, you guys know I already do YouTube videos. If you guys don't know this, Longer's TV, that's me. I am Robert fucking Turkla. How are you doing? I think I'm going to actually build out an entire room or build out a studio into my house if the podcast does well. I love doing these and it's actually giving me some motivation to do them because I'm I'm, I'm, I'm looking through all these damn articles this morning and it's not just Fox News. It's like everything you can possibly imagine from CNN, AP to Yahoo to New York Post to Huffington. There's so many out there and it's, it's funny to see the different sides that people are actually taking to, like I said in the very first episode, to keep their political agenda, to keep it on course. And I'm going to do whatever I can, as you guys do know, to make sure that we're just speaking the truth, like 100% just, I'm going to see it as it is. We're not going to fucking keep a political agenda attached to this, but we're going to, we're just going to fucking roll with it. You know what I mean, Jelly Bean? So as most of you guys do know, we've been having a little bit of issues when it comes to getting out of Afghanistan, which who would have fucking thought that, huh? Who would have thought that? Someone with a little bit of common sense probably would have seen the writing on the wall weeks ago, but no, we're sitting here and we're still fucking struggling, struggling to to make something happen. And I don't really know how something could get botched so fucking bad. So we know that uh, rockets were fired at Kabul Airport over the last, uh, well, I don't know, the last 24 hours. Whether it was about five or six, they fucking failed. Thank God they failed. And we have these really cool things that basically will shoot them out of the sky. But there was some other stuff that happened with these rockets. They they didn't really land on target. So what do think all they see, Ram? I don't know if you guys know what it is. It's a counter-rocket artillery motor system. It uh, targets the rockets in a whirling hail of ammunition. It just comes out and just blows up the rockets. Basically, so they don't enter the base and explode on target where they're trying to hit. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. They fired six rockets is what, uh, of course, it's ISIS-K, I guess is their new abbreviation. They're, they're going after the same thing as the LGBTQ uh, alphabet movement. They're going after the exact same thing. I think we might have an ISIS-J at some point. I don't really I don't really know. Um, <laughs> fuck, they're going to keep changing their name because they keep fucking getting their ass whooped and they just got to change it. You know what I mean? But all jokes aside, ISIS is... They're pretty fucking harsh. They're very fucking radical. Very, very, very radical. So apparently some of these rockets landed in a town across in uh, Salim Karan. I'm probably going to jack that name up. That's pretty much what it is. Uh, striking residential apartments. Let that sink in. And the neighborhood is, it's it's about two miles away from the airport. So they're they're putting these rockets inside of cars so they can drive around without, without being detected. Because, you know, the Taliban has these things. They have these checkpoints. They have all over the city. Oh, my God. They're tightening what they said. They're tightening up their, their security. Security, you know, they're they're tightening their cordon is exactly what they said, which is funny because in the first episode that's what I was talking about. But they tightened up their cordon and they're gonna be doing a lot more security. Whatever the fuck that means, because apparently we're still able to drive around with uh six rockets in the back of a car. 
Like I said, when we get the video up and going, I can say, hey, look at this on screen. But you guys can search for it if you'd like to see it. You guys, they have the car. It's it's a car that was damaged by a rocket attack that completely missed the airport. These rockets, by the way, the way that they'll do them or the way they've done them in the past, I don't know if this one was done like this, but they will actually put them on a timer. And when I mean a timer, I'm talking like, like a legit, like a timer you'd put in your kitchen, like old school ones that would just, you know, you know what I mean, Joe? Like they would literally put it on their Taiba for 30 minutes, just turn it. And when it hit zero, it would complete the circuit and the rocket would go off. That's it. And it will set up on like, I've, I've actually legitimately in Iraq, we'd come up on these things and it would just be a rocket that would be standing on, I don't know, two pieces of wood or two pieces. Like they're literally just propped up facing. They, they, they got a little better as the years went on and they would actually try to figure out their trajectory by using an actual level and all this kind of stuff, which is props to them. But there you go. That's how those rockets are, are set. They're self-timed. They run away like cowards. They go off. They hit somebody's apartment complex and kill innocent people for trying because they were trying it's just i read some of this stuff and it just drives me nuts this is reported on by the ap by the way i don't know if you guys i'm just gonna i guess i should say who are i'm getting this information because we're just gonna keep it the way it is so the white house has said as of today monday over the last 24 hours the american military has carried out some 1200 evacuees on 26 c-17 flights so 26 flights have taken 1,200 people out uh, with two coalition flights that flew out 50 others. So it, it also says by the, the end of pretty much, we, we've evacuated 122,300 people is what we've said. Now this is what brings us back to what I talked about the other day. Of these 122,000 people, how many do you think have any type of ties to the Taliban and or ISIS or just some type of hardcore terroristic beliefs? You cannot tell me. There, there's, there's a 0% chance that one of those people did not get through. And I, and I, and I'm going to talk about, I'm going to touch about something here later on because there was a system that I was talking about, a biometric system. I remember in the first episode discussing that. I don't even know. I don't, I'm not going to say what the name of it is, but it's basically a biometric system that scans the eyes. Apparently the Taliban has it, which could be pretty, pretty bad for some people that are living there. We did carry out another drone strike uh, elsewhere in the country, apparently on Saturday as well, that killed two IS members, which I wish it would be 200, but we got two more, um, which is, to me, I mean, that's good. Take take out more. We need to take out quite a bit of them. I, I personally, I would like to see my tax dollars go to use to build drones and the smart bombs that go on those son of a guns to take out terrorists in other countries, something called the Green New Deal or paying people to stay home and not work. I would 100% rather see my money be spent on like roads and infrastructure, like good shit here in America in schooling. And also what's put about 10% of that budget to killing terrorism. I'm, that's just me though. I mean, I, that sounds like a pretty good idea. But to touch on the withdrawal, there's still one, one looming question that I, I have. Who? Just go ahead and think about this for one second. The very last flight that is going to be coming out of Afghanistan, like the very last one, who's going to be pulling security for them? Oh, that'll make you think for a second. Who is going to pull security for the last American forces to fly out of there? Because you can't, what are they, what are they going to do? Drive to the next country? I that's a good question. I don't I don't really know if, if some some reporter has even asked this question. I do know that yesterday when Hurricane Ida hit, all y'all down in Louisiana, that does suck. I hope you guys get some help from the federal assistance on that one. Federal government helps you guys quite a bit on that. But I know that I do know that Biden was down there and somebody asked him a question. And Biden said, I will not be asking questions. And a female reporter asked him, can I ask you a question? I feel like I need to pull this up. It's actually a pretty funny video. This is this is what I need to have a video uh, done for these podcasts. But and then he, and then she says, 
can I ask you a question on Afghanistan? And he says, nope, not answering question on Afghanistan. Turn around and walk away. This guy, I'm telling you, Biden's pretty good at turning his back on these reporters when it comes to this. And then this goes down to something else that's even more wild. He keeps he keeps repeatedly implying that he's not in charge of when and where he can take questions from the press. But that is fucking absurd if you think about it. Like I'm sitting here. I know this sounds terrible, but I'm actually kind of laughing at it because this is reported on by Fox. So always take it with a grain of salt. But he actually said this. Biden told reporters on Sunday that I'm not supposed to take any questions. What leader of any... Any, any organization, I'm not even talking about, excuse me, the United States of America. I'm not even talking about that. What leader of anything would not take a question when there's something is big going on is like the withdrawal from Afghanistan. He's like, no, I can't do it. I'm, I can't, I'm sorry. I cannot, I can't do it. Oh yeah, here it is right here. It says right here. I'm not supposed to take any questions, but go ahead. Biden said to a reporter before quickly changing his mind and turn around and walk away. And he says, I'm not going to answer Afghanistan now. Yeah, that's 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 what I was. It was a lady reporter. There it is, right there. God dang! It feels like the only thing that I have to talk about when it comes to Biden is either incompetence and/or just his lack of being there in his own mind. Like I have no idea. I don't even know if he knows what's going on. But I mean, he said this is last week. Well, ladies and gentlemen, they gave me a list here. The first person I was instructed to call on was Kelly O'Donnell. For me, like who says that? Like if you were a competent individual and you're given a list, I know somebody in the back was like, "All right, President Biden, please." Please do not say this right here. Do not read it word for word. This is for you to read right here. I bet you it's in different crown color too. Biden, don't read what's circled in red. You read what's in blue, okay? Goes out there and he says, oh, look at these cute little Creole colors. Oh my gosh. And then he just goes to read and forgets where he's at. Ask him where the hell the ice cream's at. Enough with beating Biden up a little bit, you know what I mean, Jellybean. We'll we'll talk about we'll talk about some other stuff. So I will say the um, the Taliban is uh, reporting that they have control of U.S. biometric devices, which is going to be a pretty pretty big thing. I don't know if you guys realize this, but I, I discussed they we had a systems these biometric systems that would take pictures of your eyeballs, your fingerprints, your face, and we have tens of hundreds of thousands of people inside this system. It's real. It's like the shit you see in the movies when it's like, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, look, this individual's fingerprint matches. Yeah, that's a real thing. We actually have it. I, I mean, it uses it. And this thing was wireless back when I was in. Like, imagine what it is now. That was, that was almost 10 years ago. Actually, I was in seven. But I mean, I could imagine how good it is now. I mean, it, it's got to be amazing. But now they have it. And this could be a huge issue because now you're talking about all the all the people that were on that system is basically created a mega massive hit list for the Taliban. Absolute massive. Because now it tells you exactly who they work for, what they did, what they're in their system for. We didn't just have bad people in the system. Everybody that came and worked for us, because you can you can lay out exactly what they did for us and why they're in the system. If they're in there for a good reason, a bad reason, or what whatnot, if they're in there for unknown. Now they have everything. They know who the bad guys are, which to them is just friends. And then they know who on our side, who the good guy, who was helping us. And that's where all the people that are trying to get evacuated, those 120 some thousand that I spoke about earlier, those are the ones that are in the system. By 2011, a decade after 9-11, so when I was over there in 2012, we had maintained approximately 4.8 million biometric records of people in Afghanistan and Iraq, with 630,000 of those records that were collected literally using I the guess high I device. probably put in, I, I don't know, we probably put in 1,000 people easily in that thing in a year into that one device right there. Wow, I didn't realize we had that many people that were collecting these things. Holy shit. 
But it was a pretty good system because every once in a while we would detain some people. We'd pull that son of a bitch out. We'd hit them. We could actually see instantly that it would pop up exactly what they had done when they were arrested. If they were on some type of list, it, it's a pretty, it actually was a pretty neat little deal. But this people, this, I mean, this, this now puts a lot of these people at risk, which kind of, oh God, it really sucks for the people that are stuck over there now that they have this, or they say that they have this. Maybe we can get lucky, or maybe these people can get lucky and the Taliban doesn't, they won't know how to use it. They'll break it before they even figure out how to use it. They don't have, just, they won't have the char- I have charging capabilities. I have no idea. Fuck, I hope. <laughs> I just hope for these people. There's a lot of sensitive data that's on that stuff. So, I mean, that's that's pretty much one of the, the biggest biggest things I would say about the, the hides and bats is uh, we basically just handed over a hit list. I have no idea how they even got it. That's one of those things. It's a super sensitive item. So I don't even know how it could have got left behind in the first place. Now I'm like sitting here really thinking about it. It's like one of those kind of things we probably should have destroyed unless they left it to the Afghan government, which could be a could be a pretty big possibility. We left a lot of other dumb shit there, but that's fine. Okay, done with it. Let's move on. So here's here's kind of a, a, a little note. We'll move on from the hides and bats thing, but here's here's kind of a positive mixed with fairly negative, but it's something that you can... It, it's, it's something that happens when there is war. Like I said in the very first episode, America was never at war. The military was at war. America was at the movies or at the park. But this kind of shit, it does happen. So, I mean, we, we were targeting some airstrikes over the weekend, and we... Um, versus ISIS. I mean, I do give Biden some props here. Uh, he did grab his cojones just a tad bit, uh, and then stop dropping these things on him, which I, like I said, I wish he'd go after even more of them, but, um, we did have a substantial and powerful explosions that resulted in the destruction of a vehicle indicating a large amount of explosive material inside may have caused additional ca- uh, casualties, which isn't re- I would say it's not exactly our fault. They were targeting, an ISIS member who just so happened to have a substantial amount of explosions inside of his car would cause it to be a much larger explosion when we dropped a bomb on him that killed at least 10 um, family members, including some children inside of one of that. That's, that does happen. You do have some casualties, um, some, some, some innocent bystanders, some civilian casualties do happen quite, quite, quite often when it comes to this kind of stuff. But there's always a percentage that is, 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 is okay when it comes to war and stuff like that. I don't know if this exactly falls into that category, um, but it is unfortunate that it did happen. And I, it does, that does, that really does suck, but it does happen. I've seen it multiple times while, and while I was deployed, I mean, civilian casualties, sometimes it's just something you can't get around. America is stating that the drone strike was used to prevent multiple suicide bombers from attacking amid Karzai International Airport, which, as we do know, just killed 13 Americans plus 100. And I don't don't quote me incorrectly because I keep I keep seeing different numbers. I'm going to say between 160 and 170 people. I've seen 160, 163, 169. I've seen many different ones. It, it's one of those kind of things where sometimes you knew loss of life is possible, but it just maybe these suicide bombers that could have got up closer to the gates or whatever we're going to detonate it on on more americans plus more civilians would have been injured at the same time and or killed and i mean we are claiming that it killed an intimate isis k threat so I, I i i'm all for it i think it's fine i get it the loss of life but when you're when you're in a position of power as as our military is and we're trying to keep what i when i told you guys in the first episode we are as as much as you would like to believe we are not we are pretty much the world police. I know we hate to admit it, but somebody's got to fucking clean up shitheads from landing on our, our soil and doing this shit. So 
it is what it is. And sometimes we got to do things that really didn't want to do. And I, and I keep sifting through some articles. I don't know exactly what is true and what is not true. So as of right now, when I'm filming this, this podcast, we have not extended our stay in Afghanistan past the 31st of August, which is tomorrow. This article that I'm currently reading is stating that is not going to happen. And he hasn't said it, but I'm fairly confident I read one earlier that he is thinking about it. But what, what, what I go back to is if the Taliban held a... They, they said, this is our red line. You cannot stay here past this date. Like, you cannot stay here past this date. What happens if we do stay here past this date? I, I don't know. I guess we're going to have to find out here in the coming days. I'm not going to, won't, I won't get too too much on that anymore, but we'll see. I, I, I don't really know. God, the coming days could be, could be kind of crazy. I know it seems like we, all we have been talking about is the fact that uh, it, yeah, I guess that's pretty much what's going on currently. Like not every episode is going to be talking about war and just politics and whatever. And a lot of it will be just random stuff right now. This is what I know. Like I, I know, I know what's going on over there and it's not really great. I know like here in America, we just had a terrible thing come through Ida. As you guys do know, Hurricane Ida right now, 1 million people. That is right. It is saying 1 million people are currently out of power in Louisiana. Uh, Ida had 150 mile an hour winds that came through, just absolutely destroyed a ton of stuff in Louisiana, clearly, and moved on to Mississippi. As of right now, as I'm filming this, uh, there's only there's there's only been one person who has been killed by a tree that has fell on their home. I don't know if that's going to be the, the number when we're done with all this, because I don't know what kind of damage there is. I don't think anybody really knows. After today, they're probably going to have a pretty clear understanding exactly what is going on. But Katrina was the worst, as you guys knew. It killed over 1,800 people in 20, 2005. Uh, I don't think Ida was even relatively close to that. But we'll see, because it's this, like this is saying daylight will bring some horrific images. I, I've, I've, I've looked at some of the images, and it's pretty... I kind of give these guys some credit, whoever was taking the photos of this, because there's literally a photo of a guy sitting across the street from the roof of a house being ripped off. Fuck, that's pretty wild. But hopefully everybody down that, that is listening to this down in Louisiana, I do... Uh, do send you guys some prayers and I, I, I there's some other stuff uh which i i want to start a, a series on this on this podcast which 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 brings out shed some light on some idiots when it comes to like twitter and instagram because let's just do like a mid podcast little update on idiots on instagram i like that it's a new segment idiots on instagram or twitter fuck it all right so this one oh this one's beautiful this one's from a guy named arnie Duncan. Yes, he is verified. He is the managing partner Emerson Collective. Chicago. He's from Chicago. So you already know he's got a little bit of skewed views on just life in general. But um, God, he said some really dumb shit. Hold on. Hold on. I got you guys. So I also want you guys to realize that this guy, Arnie Duncan, was also the secretary of education under Obama and Biden administration. It seems like a guy that would be Definitely not that high up or was high up in that, that much government. He says, uh, have you noticed how strikingly similar both the mindsets and actions are between the suicide bombers at Kabul's airport and the anti-mask and anti-vax people here? They both blow themselves up, inflict harm on those around them, and are convinced they are fighting for freedom. This guy, Arnie Duncan, was a part of the Obama and Biden administration. It's literally saying the people in America who are anti-vax and, and anti-mask are the equivalent to ISIS-K members who blow themselves up. That is the most asinine shit 
I have ever fucking heard. I've already said last episode, I am vaccinated. I've had so much shit shoved in my body in the military. I was like, whatever. I've already had COVID once. So I got the vaccine. Hasn't, I don't have a third eyeball. I don't know what the long-term effects are, but you know what? I've already had so much other shit shoved in my body. I said, what is, what is this going to do? I have no idea. And I wanted to travel international and I knew that wasn't going to be allowed without it. It's not because I was conforming to anything. Just fuck it. It's not that big a deal to me. Who cares? If you're an anti-vax, an anti-mask, good for you. I don't really fucking care. Like I said, we're free to do what we want. And this guy, Arnie Duncan, clearly doesn't fucking understand that. He has, and then this is, this is, this is where he gets so fucking skewed because he said, I know I'm sound, I'm getting actually somewhat, somewhat, somewhat mad. Let me go ahead and just backtrack real quick. Let me just pipe down a little bit. But yes, they are kind of fighting for freedom when they say anti-mask and anti-vax. These and their mindset, these people, they really, they don't want to be told what to do because they live in America, one of the greatest countries ever to be on God's green earth. So yes, they can do whatever they really want. And that's that's the only reason why they're doing it. Kind of like I got the vaccine because I, I wanted to get it. I mean, who, who cares? I just get the damn thing, get it over with. Now, granted, I don't wear a mask everywhere I go because my mindset is if I've had the vaccine, why the fuck do I need a mask? Let's be real. Does it make any sense? And it, to me, it doesn't. If, if the vaccine is so powerful and it works so well and you're touting it and saying it's the most fucking great thing ever. Okay, cool. Give it to me. I got it. Why the fuck am I wearing a mask though? If it is the greatest thing on God's green earth to stop and the only thing to stop this vac or the, the coronavirus, you're telling me that and that's, that's one thing I just don't understand. So there's my little bit of a rant on that, but there's Arnie Duncan saying that you guys or whoever's doing that to listen, this is the equivalent to being a, a suicide bomber with ISIS-K. And this guy was literally a part of the previous administration prior to Trump, I guess. So if you guys did not know, China's special uh, Afghan envoy is optimistic about future relations with friendly Taliban. I want you guys to fucking realize this. China, America's number one enemy next to like Russia in terrorism. Literally, that's how I'd put in the top fucking three. China is optimistic about their future relations with the friendly Taliban. Friendly fucking Taliban. Beijing has indicated it is keen to work with the Taliban to ensure stability in in combat terrorism. That is the most ironic, moronic, like, and I don't even know what fuck. It's the most asinine shit I have ever read in a in a single sentence. Ensure stability in combat terrorism with the fucking Taliban. That is wild. That's not even a real thing. They're they're the exact same thing. That's fucking wild. You, Jiayong, I don't know. A gentleman or a lady, don't know if it's a lady or a gentleman, you, Y-U-E, you, tells the Chinese new portal that the Milton Group like to exchange ideas and listen to what people have to say and explain things. I'm scrolling through this thing and I'm just like, what the fuck are they thinking? I, I know what they're there for. There's a ton of minerals and a ton of stuff. People say there's oil and all this kind of stuff there. That's not what the fuck China's going to, to, to Afghanistan for. There's tons of minerals, ton, tons of expensive shit there that they want to extract from Mother Earth and take back to China. God, this, this should bother some of you guys sitting at home. This is actually from South China Morning Post, by the way, which we all know is just Chinese government news. They have been very eager to learn from other countries' experiences, including China's. We have always told them that they should figure out their own way, but we are willing to provide assistance. I feel bad for India over there because India is going to end up having a fight with all this shit. India's got a giant army. And I know that we're pretty good allies with India, but I'm just... All the shit they're gonna like. I thought, I, I, what? Let me let me take a gander real quick. 
Okay, I misspoken the other night, or the other day, and I believe I said Pakistan had a, they do have a large army. I know some of you guys probably don't realize this, but India actually has the second largest military on planet Earth with 1.2 million people in their military. That's fairly, fairly large. I know they're not really close with Pakistan, and I don't know what's going to happen over the coming years. I'm sure a lot of terrorism is going to bleed through into Pakistan, and then Taliban are going to be knocking on India's borders here very soon, if, if they're not already currently. But I'm sure most of the people in Afghanistan are trying to, I know they can't get out right now because I know they close off all the borders currently right now out of Afghanistan are closed, which I don't know how much I believe that by the way, because there's so many little donkey trails, which I'm going to call them because that's what they are that lead through the mountains into other countries. And it's not like America. I mean, hell, we can barely even keep our borders secure. It's not secure. They literally can go in and out as they please. I do know that for a fact. But the big thing that I, I, I take away from this article, the South China Morning Post, is the fact that you have the Chinese government is going to be backing and helping the Taliban to help ex- extract a bunch of the minerals and everything inside of Afghanistan while providing assistance to the Taliban to grow them up, which is nothing more than creating another fighting force that is on Taliban's, or excuse me, on China's side whenever it decides that we're going to have to fight again. It's like at some point, I don't know if it'll be my lifetime or your kid's lifetime or mine or what generation you have to deal with China, but someone is going to have to deal with China at some point. There's there's absolutely no way that that's not going to happen. And we know that doing it under Biden is probably the best idea for China because, I mean, we don't even have any people. There's no countries in Europe that I know of that would even want to back anything that America is doing right now. We don't have a Roosevelt. We don't have a, a Bush. We don't have somebody in office right now that has the testicle fortitude to crush our our uh, our enemies. There's, there's just no way. That's why Britain is not going to back anything we do militarily. And the best thing is, is China is spreading the stuff that's going around with the, their state-run Global Times. Uh, the disaster in Afghanistan was caused by U.S. and its allies. Which death and bloodshed and tremendous humanitarian tragedy are what the United States has truly left behind in Afghanistan, which isn't, isn't, I mean, it's not f- untrue to be honest with you, which is crazy because it's coming from literally the China news government is just saying this and that's, it's not untrue. It ended up could be pretty bad. Hopefully it backfires on China and they have to deal with these shitheads for the next 20 years, but I highly doubt that's going to be the way. And this, we also need to take this with a, a grain of salt because Sun Yun, uh, director of the China program at the Stimson Center, I don't know what the hell that means, but anyway, it's another one of the propaganda things is um, among the Chinese population, there's actually a pretty strong admiration of the Taliban this time around. I don't know how much to believe in that or how much to take that with a grain of salt. But this, this goes back to so much shit is on the line with China and the Taliban teaming up. I, I, I don't, probably don't need to beat this too much more. But if you guys want to see, I and mean, when you guys can actually see right here, there's a, a photo of the Chinese state counselor and foreign minister Wang Yi. He's meeting with the Mullah Abdul Gahani Barad. Okay, I'm going to jack up. Anyway, the political chief of Afghanistan's Taliban in literally China. On July 28th, 2021. This was prior to them. This is the other thing. This is the other wild shit. This was just over a month ago. So that means you have the Taliban meeting in China right before they went and took over all of Afghanistan with a very fast, swift two-week deal. I mean, not going to say let's put fucking two and two together. Yeah, you know, we're just going to stop there with the whole China-Taliban thing. I know that China's trying to basically build a road just from China all the way through Afghanistan. There's a lot more that goes into it, more than just taking. They're trying to build something else. It's called the Belt and Road from Pakistan through to Afghanistan, which I don't I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, I've seen the roads over there. It was, it's going to take a lot of infrastructure to even do it, but props to them. Hopefully they fucking fail and we don't have to worry about it. 
Oh God, here we go. I remember earlier in this thing, I told you guys that as a, this thing was still developing apparently when I was making this, and now we just announced a joint arrangement to continue evacuating Afghan allies past August 31st. I don't really exactly know what that means. I'm gonna, let's, let's just read. I'm gonna read this a lot as I'm as I'm looking at it. We have received assurances from the Taliban. Holy shit. That's not inside the article, but we have received assurances from the Taliban should never fucking ever be a thing that all foreign nationals and any Afghan citizen with the travel authorization from our countries will be allowed to proceed in a safe and orderly manner to points of departures and travel outside the country. You know why I think that's bullshit? I know that's bullshit. Like, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I know that is. The Taliban executed a folk singer days after saying music is forbidden. So you're telling me that they executed a guy because he was a folk singer. There's literally images of this this old gentleman sitting on a fucking rug, big rug with his wooden banjo and they executed him because he was a singer because music wasn't allowed. And you're telling me that we're going to, we're going to trust them? Fucking hey, man. I, I feel like I put all these articles on this desktop as I'm doing some research for these things and almost like overwhelm myself because I go to start reading them. I'm like, oh my God, this isn't true. We will continue issuing travel documentation to designated Afghans and we have clear expectation and commitment from the Taliban that they can travel to our respective countries. The Taliban's chief negotiator said this. This is so crazy. Whoever is in charge of this, there's got, like they wanted to do an investigation on January 6th. That's great. Do your fucking investigation. But who's going to do an investigation into this shit? This stuff is terrible. This this is... Who's ever in charge of this has botched this so fucking bad. Oh, okay. In the very end of the article, the Taliban have communicated to us that they're they're allowing for safe patches. We're not just going to, going to take the word for it. You shouldn't have even fucking started talking to them in the first place, which brings me up to another thing, which is always fucking hilarious to me. Always hilarious. I see it, and I've seen it a few separate times. People have... Um, brought up trump the one that did the the whole deal with 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 the taliban okay yeah he he might have made a deal that's fine he made a peace treaty right like cool he made a, a peace treaty that's not a terrible thing i mean that's fine do it but they keep bringing it up that that everything that has happened because donald trump made a peace deal with him but i would like to to note if if this current administration thought the deal was so bad, he could have renegotiated 100% right out the gate. He knew what the fucking deal was right out the gate. Why didn't he renegotiate instantly just right then? He had plenty of opportunity to do so if he, if he thought if it wasn't good for us. I, why, didn't, why didn't he renegotiate right out the gate? Just throwing that out there. It would have been difficult, yes, but it would have got done. I'm going to say right now that Trump does a lot of stupid shit. He did. He still does to this day. But with this kind of stuff, he would have probably been a bit more of a leader and would have actually answered questions, even though he, we know that the questions would have been so out of left field and they would be talking about January 6th and they wouldn't really be talking about what is going on currently. But he would at least answer the questions about Afghanistan, the tough ones. I always want to say with these people, um, Biden was not handcuffed by what Trump agreement was because... I think when people say that, they, they forget that Biden is in charge of the most powerful country on planet Earth and can do whatever he likes. Literally can do almost anything he wants to. If the previous administration had an agreement and the Taliban did not follow that agreement, which they did not, then why the fuck did he just want to... The, the big thing is they wanted to play the blame game. I'm going to blame it on the previous administration for the faults in Afghanistan, which isn't true because by with a leader, you should step up and actually start crushing, crushing them, your opponents, which you should have done right out the gate. And just like I said, 
stopped it before it, you got to stop the cancer before it starts spreading and what you could have 100% could have done it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff inside that agreement that I probably would have told you isn't a good thing. That's not going to happen. They said they had to renounce Al-Qaeda and stuff like that. I, I don't know. They Sure, they may have renounced Al-Qaeda or tried to maybe expel Al-Qaeda from the country. I don't exactly know because I wasn't in the meeting. I'm just reading exactly what this is AP again. So just going to say that right now. But I guess within, I'm going to say right now, within inside the agreement, it states that there is no obligation for the United States to withdraw troops if the Afghan parties are unable to reach an agreement or if the Taliban shows bad faith. I don't want to be the guy to say it, but it shows, I don't, I don't know, maybe that's not fucking bad faith. I'm going to let you guys think about that one. I, I'm not going to stop there. Shows bad faith. I mean, the Taliban's education minister literally just said it would allow Afghan women to attend universities, but mixed gender classes will be banned. So, I mean, that's at least that. That's pretty good. And their education minister said the group wants to create a reasonable and Islamic curriculum. That one, I would love to read that fucking curriculum to see what is reasonable. Because blowing yourself up isn't really the most reasonable thing. But ah. there's some there's some good note, though. I will say right now, um, I don't believe I touched on this, but I guess former Afghan special forces commandos may be incorporated into the British military. I don't know how that's going to work too well. I have worked with quite a few Afghan special forces commandos. I've worked with a lot of them, actually. Like a lot. We always say it's like herding cats. We'd always say that because it literally was like herding cats. Uh, some some of them were really good. Some of them were super lazy and were just there to try to get a check. They didn't really care, but some of them were really good. I don't really know how the language barrier is going to help, but hell, I don't know. This could be a good thing. It does say in this article that they'd rather them come work with them other than them just becoming Uber drivers. That's kind of cool. I mean, that's something that's something to take away from this. What else we got here? I got a couple uh, couple other ones that are kind of kind of interesting, which we know we, we don't have too much longer left on here. But uh, mother of Marine slain in Kabul says Biden voters killed my son. Well, that's that's pretty harsh. Um, she says that dementia ridden Biden is to blame for her son's death. OK, so. And all that supported him. I felt the same way out the gate, but I don't want to say that because I do actually have some friends that voted for Biden. And they, I know that one of them is fairly large on social media, fairly large. I did. I talked to him about this and he actually told me that he regretted now voting for him, but he still wouldn't have voted for Trump's and he wishes he just didn't vote at all. I, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people like that. I'm, she's just mourning. Do I blame? I blame. Yes. Personally, I do blame Biden for every death that happened in Afghanistan in 2021. 100% all preventable from what had just happened. I, I stand by that 100%. I'm probably not the only veteran that would say that as well. But uh, yeah, we, we'll end it on some other stuff. We've got some, some interesting stuff, I guess, with political, which is um, the Atlantic says that Biden deserves credit, not blame for Afghanistan. I have not even fully read this article. I thought it was so goofy, so I clicked on it. Americans should feel proud of the U.S. government and military have accomplished in these past two weeks. That just goes back to what I say almost, <laughs> I've said this multiple times in this thing. That's why I wanted to do this podcast because you have stuff like The Atlantic, who clearly has a gentleman named David Rothkopf, however the hell you say his name. He, his, his perspective of what is going on is going to be much different than mine. That I am not proud of what the government has done or what the military has accomplished in the last two weeks. My, my, my opinion is going to be much different than his. For one, he clearly was never overseas and never served because he would not feel this way. He has a political bias, 110%. That's why I want to do this. I don't, I don't have any right or left side. I'm just for whatever the fuck is free. I'm all about it. 
So this is talking about like unlike his his three immediate predecessors in the Ovalsis, they all they never really saw any fertility when it came to Afghan operation. And it says that Biden had the political courage to fully end the America's involvement. I, I want to go back and say that I don't believe that Biden even knew that he was ending it. I don't even know if the guy knows what day of the week it is. All he cares about is who's going to change my diaper and who's going to feed me my ice cream. That's pretty much what I think what, what goes on inside the old man's brain. I I mean... Let's be, let's be honest here. It does say that Biden inherited more like pressure and obstacles and has overseen the military and government that he had managed since he massive, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I don't want to continue to read this because it's not really, it's just going on praising him for stuff that really, I, I promise you had no idea what was even going on in Afghanistan. This is why I know that what this person who, who wrote this doesn't know what they're talking about because they do say that oh the god the white house was surprised okay the early days and they probably could have been handled better but more planning both would have been able to stop the taliban's victory might have made america's departure so much tidier that is 100 percent true i said this in the first podcast i knew what was what was what was happening weeks before it even happened i tweeted it out like three weeks prior to it happening that i god he, he knew it was happening all right, so we'll, we'll we'll close it off here in the last couple of ones. We got, uh, I guess the political tides are turning against the Biden's presidency. I don't really um, know what that means. I know I said yesterday, or not yesterday, two days ago in that podcast, that I guess it was 45% um, approved. The registers of pros approved of them. Now it's down to 41%. That's probably not a very good look going into 2022. Not going not gonna, to not gonna lie, it's probably not a good thing. But apparently polls show that... Uh, that people don't want to see Biden versus Trump rematch. I don't really know. I personally don't even know if Trump's going to do it. I don't, I honestly don't want him to. I would rather see DeSantis. I think DeSantis actually has a clearer path to a victory. If I was, if I was going to be honest with you guys, but I mean, there's some places, remember, take this with a grain of salt. I don't know what this is. There's a company called, uh, Smartcats. Is this right? Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, this is also, by the way, UK-based betting company. Smart Cats says that uh, Vice President Harris' chances of 2024 president win was downgraded April. I guess it was literally 21% to just 13%. I don't even want to bring up the whole Harris-Biden thing. Oh, man, I hope some people can even see through that relationship. That is the most bogus thing in the world. But it does say that Harris leads Trump by 2%, which is not really super shocking. I mean, Trump, they have their hardcore, hardcore voters, which... That's fine. But I really do think that DeSantis is probably the guy for... I actually, you know what? To be honest with you, I'd like to see Candace Owens. DeSantis, Candace Owens, something like that. That would be that would be an absolute powerhouse. Can I just say one thing too before we end this? That I actually agree with something that Romney, that Romney has said. Not even going to lie. Not even going to lie. The whole 5,000 thing, uh, Taliban members that... Uh, that Trump released from prison. Yes, that wasn't a good idea. I don't know the exact reasons behind it entirely. There was probably some some other deals that I don't exactly know about. There was also no no military actions going on in Afghanistan. There was like no real fighting going on. So maybe that was a big part of the deal. But he also did say that uh, this Romney side of the Joe, Joe Biden's decision to close Bagram Air Base in Afghanistan was not a good idea. Like, that's actually pretty good because I said that also. Bagram should have never been closed, ever, 100%. Anyway, hopefully over the next couple of weeks, we can actually have some some different stuff other than just talking about Taliban and bad stuff. I mean, like who is actually running the White House? We actually, I mean, that should be something we should probably talk about since it's kind of interesting in itself. But I do love you guys. Hope you guys are new. Please, please just hit whatever button it is you, you fucking subscribe to this thing as. We're new. 
who are new to the podcast, I do enjoy it. But I do hope you guys did enjoy this video over. Oh my God, it is not a video. Whoa, talk about doing YouTube for six years. Hope you guys did enjoy doing this podcast or being on this thing with me. I will, I will catch you guys here tomorrow. We're gonna try to do one of the things every single day. That is, well, five days a week. I do love you guys. Yeah, I'll see you guys tomorrow.